Welcome into another episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. I am your host, Blythe Brimleave, and since July, I've been planning a road series to conduct interviews with everyone from executives to creators within the logistics industry. It's been a chance for me to move those digital first conversations that I've been doing over the last year and cultivate those lessons learned in the digital first environment to an in-person conversational environment. And the difference between the two has been dramatic. As sort of a peek behind my content creation workflow, I typically overprepare, like by a lot. But what I quickly learned during this process is that interviews don't need to be as structured when you're sitting face to face with someone and simply having a conversation. All of this to say that conversations like what you're about to hear in this episode are as genuine as they come. No questions were off limits and no scripts were read. Just people within the freight world sharing their experiences that hopefully you can pull a little insight from and apply it to your business. In this episode, I'm chatting with a former colleague of mine, Brian Mann, where he and I were working together at a 3PL here in Jacksonville before they suddenly shut down about 10 years ago. That experience was traumatic for the both of us, but it ultimately led to bigger and better things for the both of us. It was nice to have a full circle experience for me to see how far both of us have come. And he shares a lot of those lessons he learned the hard way and how they ultimately shape how he runs his company, Armstrong Transport Group, today. Hope y'all enjoy. Welcome into another episode of Cyberly Hits the Road. You've likely heard from the agents so far, but now we're going to talk with the CEO of Armstrong Transport Group. Brian Mann, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina for the annual agent conference. How does it feel to be back around your people again? It's it's excellent. So going through the year of COVID, it set us back and uh, it's really nice to bring the people back together because the important part for us is we want to see our people. We want them to feel like everything's real again. Um, so having them here and having the guest speakers even come made my day. So. And, and uh, with a lot of the talks, one of the things that, that resonated the most with me, because we're, we're both from Jacksonville, Florida, we have a history of working together yep. years ago, and now to sort of see our careers take off in, in different trajectories, you're still kind of tied back to Jacksonville, especially from the Orlando aspect and the yep. Disney aspect. So yeah. when you dropped this quote um, from Walt Disney, and you said, we keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Why did you want to include a Disney quote? So Walt Disney has always been the mentor that started. Everybody's got their, you know, person of how did you get here and who did you believe in? Who are your heroes? Um, Everybody always goes to one, but I've always said I have so many heroes and Walt Disney was mine because think about it. The person took a piece of dirt and an idea out of a garage and said, I'm going to create something wonderful. Nobody believed in him. Everybody shot him down and he did it. And he made such a spectacular thing. Every one of us in our lifetime has dreamed of a Disney movie, being a princess or a prince. Um, everyone in our lifetime has also been to a park or wanted to go to the park and experience the magic. So when I started building my company, I said, I want to figure out how to build some of that magic for people and go forward. And also, when you think about that quote, if we stop growing, any anybody stops growing, I always say they start dying. 
My big thing is we always have to be curious, figure out how to continue to grow and find new verticals to make sure that we're going forward. I love that. It, and it's, it, it sort of encompasses the, the annual agent conference that you guys have every year. This is your sixth year doing it, 15 years in business. Why did you want to, it, it feels like education is a central part of these meetups and it, after talking to your agents, it feels like this is the only time they can have that continued education. Why is education such an important uh, aspect of these conferences? So coming from the logistics market and from Jacksonville, I take some of the companies we had there. Um, we have some old school intermodal companies, I won't say names, but they become so stagnant. We even have one of the largest trucking companies there. Technology and training became stagnant and they just became a brand. Your brand is powerful, but your brand's only as good as the education you put behind it. If you don't educate your people and your agents or your employees how to continue to strive and set small goals and achieve those small goals, they just sit there and become stagnant and they don't want more. You have to drive humans to want more and to gain more power, education, wealth. So that's what's powerful for us. We bring our agents in and we teach them not just how to be the best logistics professional, but to also give back and do more and to strive for the sky. Mm -hmm. um, everybody always sits there and says, well, if I ever did this, I would be satisfied in life. But are we ever really satisfied? No. I mean, look at your career. You're doing wonderful. And I've always been like following your career saying, I'm so proud of what she's done. But you know what? You're here. And I know you're going to get way up here. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't stop. It's yeah. like once you reach a certain level, it's like, okay, well, I want to go that much further. Yeah. So and I'm you keep challenging yourself. Absolutely. And I, even myself, you know, I've, I've reached the top of what I thought I was going to do. I set these goals. I was like, you know, if I ever get to a hundred million dollars, I'm, I'm good. Then I said, well, if I ever get to $250 million, I'm really good. Got to 500. I was like, you know what? Let's go to a billion. And now we're like about to eclipse a billion. And I said, let's get to two or three. And, but it came back, not just the revenue goals. I saw how many people I was able to change their lives. Hmm. I added careers for people. These were people that might've thought they would never achieve, but just at making a $30,000 salary a year. And I have people making real money hmm. and also taking their careers to the next level with education, becoming management. As you can see today, I took somebody that was my HR manager and she's now my chief marketing officer. We believe in escalating people to the dreams that they want to achieve and we help them get there. I do that with agents. I do that with employees. And I also take people and say, take a step back and stop thinking about you can only reach this level. Let's set small goals so you can get a little bit further up. And education is truly the purpose behind that. And, and I, I sing the praises of, of education. I, I think that that is something that is a little bit difficult to build into your day, but it's so important to, to come to events like this in order mm -hmm. to keep growing and keep mm -hmm. networking with people. And and one of the things that I think that, that really stood out to me is a lot of the agents that you guys have brought on have been at other companies where they failed. Yep. And we've been in a situation where a company where we worked at, and it was as heartbreaking as it was that that failed. But ultimately, it was the best thing to ever happen to us mm -hmm. because it led us into other, these other directions. How are you resonating with the people that have experienced that and, and sort of guiding them through that, hey, there is light at the end of the tunnel? Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing I always tell people whenever I talk to any new prospect or any employee, I tell them I've seen the bottom. I've seen the top at a young age. I was really booming. People were like, this guy's really got something. And then we saw the bottom. Well, what everybody forgets when you see the bottom, you can't go any further down. <laughs> so what you do is you take those experiences and just because it's a negative experience, that's education. I know now, and I teach everybody when you hit rock bottom, 
what mistakes did you make or did somebody else make? And how can you make sure you never make those mistakes again? And I do that every day in my life. I make sure I wake up with a positive attitude. You know, when it rains, everybody's always like, well, it's raining outside. Ah, my grass is being watered. This is pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, so I always look at everything. I try to turn a positive on it. Uh, the negatives are only life lessons. Remember, the failures are life lessons. And if you just take those failures and you take them inside and know that you can continue to grow from them, it'll turn out to be success. Um, Armstrong, what we've done with the people who have gone to other companies and failed, we bring them in and say, we're going to build you the easiest path to success. We're going to give you the best technology possible. We own it. We're going to give you a voice in teaching you how to be a voice in what do you want. Tell us. We're going to build it out for you. Next thing we're going to do, we're going to help you set small goals. Do you want to add people? Do you want to have brick and mortar? Do you want to have a branding? Well, we're going to give you the resources to do that. As you saw today, we're bringing in third parties, not just us, to help educate, start branding, and give them more. And then, so with all of that said, are there any things that you've learned from the, the failures of other companies that you are now today, like I am, that, that is something I'll never do? Absolutely. So that is the most important thing about education as well. You look at all your competitors and it's a small world. I always say that, you know, behind closed doors, we're like, oh, we hope that person doesn't get that done or do that. But when we come together, we're, we're actually working towards the same goal. So I took the failures I went through and others went through and we document and we pay, put case studies on them. Mm -hmm. And that's the best part about Armstrong. We keep track of what's going on when a company fails, what happened. We speak to the owners of the companies a lot of times um, when network FOB went down. I was on the phone with Jim and Tim and everybody saying, hey, what are the problems? Where did you go wrong? And how I, actually before they failed, how can I step in and maybe help you? And we tried. We actually tried to help them out of the mess because a failure of a company going down out of business, it doesn't hurt just them. It hurts the entire network. And so we're there trying to say, hey, carriers, everything's okay. Hey, shippers, everything's okay. We're stable. We're secure. So my goal was when I saw failures, like when we went through it, I reinvest every dollar back in the company. It's a powerful statement. I make sure we're debt free. I make sure that we're having fun though. I make sure my people are growing. I make sure that my people are taken care of. You know, you take COVID. I said it during our event. We didn't fire a person. We didn't reduce pay. We gave raises. We hired people. I gave bonuses. Everybody was like, this is a shock. We had a 22% increase in our insurance. I ate it every, every penny of it. And I said, because if our people feel safe and they know the mistakes aren't going to be made, they're going to work even harder for us. And they did. So. And I think that, that that brings up my next question, because what you mentioned yesterday is, especially post-COVID, or we're kind of in it still, it's never going to go away mm -hmm. um, from a working perspective, yeah. but you have to be flexible now with uh, people working from home, people mm -hmm. working remote, uh, people who want to work in the office, but your brokerage team actually chose to go back in the office voluntarily. Tell us a little bit about that situation, how they came to that decision. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty incredible, actually. I was really proud that they came to the decision, it wasn't me. Um, so with all of our other teams, our tech, our accounting, they're still on this hybrid schedule, work a couple days a week, a couple days in the office, and we're okay with that. We have the technology, it's ours, and we can see the productivity. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're doing your job, why can't you pay that person still? So we're participate, participating in that. Um, the brokers team, so they started working away from home, and they realized they missed the energy, the passion, the drive, the support. Because when you're at home sometimes, you're got a TV on in the background and you get 
you know, steered away from that focus. So they all really did it on their own. They said, you know what, we're going to get back in the office. We're going to really work this out and we're going to focus. And it's crazy enough because they did that and they came up to the decision on their own, they grew. And now all of them are really happy that the, the team really became a family. And that was the important thing I wanted them to realize because we are a family. I always tell people I spend more time with the people at work than I do my actual family. So how, how do you make success? Make sure that they know that you care and that you will treat them as family and you won't fail them. And failures to your family, that's where it hurts hard. So this is our family and we make sure our agent world as well. Think about it. We've been built for remote since the day I started this company with Chris Cobb. He was the founder. I came in in 2014. We said, we want to make sure everybody can be remote and work in Bali or wherever they want to do it. We had an agent in Germany forever. Now, the, the swing of nights and days, I'm sure it was confusing, but we've done that. We have agents right now actually in uh, Russia and uh, all, all over. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they are successful because they're just doing the job and they're enjoying it. So wherever you want to work, do that. But we're going to give you the tools to be successful. You want more energy? Yeah, our brokerage came in and they they cranked it out and it's been fun. And so leading up to the last couple of questions that we have, what are some of the things that you're thinking about today that you weren't thinking about 12 months ago? Okay. Um, so today, more of my thought process goes back into the tech side. Uh, logistics companies, they have to get ahead of the technology and they've got to put a full pledge like, hey, this is the most important thing to me. Marketing was something that we weren't thinking of back in 12 months ago. We thought, well, we'll just be the traditional brokerage and we just do what we do. We'll send emails, we'll make a bad website and we won't make videos, but now we're making, you know, it's like, Hey, we got to have videographer. We have to make these videos. We maybe have to start a podcast to stay really in it. Um, I always tell people all the time, I was like, man, I don't want to sit in front of a microphone all the time. Cause I just don't know if I have enough content to talk about. Well, I've learned I can talk about pretty much anything. Right. So, it's so easy to just sit down and have a conversation. It's just mics in front of you. That's, that's the only difference. Absolutely. So it's powerful when you think about the new digital media, that's where things are going. Technology, digital marketing, and just figuring out how you can create the best customer service package for everybody. And it's, it's, that's success. How did you guys come to the decision of where you wanted to focus your marketing efforts? You, you mentioned, you know, hiring somebody from a video perspective, uh, investing more in the blog, I think is that you guys have a great newsletter that gets sent out. How are you prioritizing your marketing goals? So really what we did is we weren't afraid to reach out to the third party professionals like you and others <laughs> and say, what can we do to really up our up the ante. Um, and they gave us a baseline. And then we took the baseline and said, all right, well, this is too much right now. Let's focus on one area. And we did that. Um, and then we said, okay, let's tackle the next area. And that made it exciting for us because we're like, okay, we're, we're actually getting good at this. Uh, but you know, let's not get boring about it. Let's, let's take on the next challenge. Um, so it actually helped us understand how to organize and be streamlined with things. Um, and we're still doing that. You know, I, I'm never afraid of the third parties. I don't think I can do it all on my own. Um, when it came to video, that was a big step. And of course, you know, I bring in, uh, Greg, who's my new trainer and he had some videographer experience. He says, well, if you want people to come do video for you, here's all the equipment you need. And I said, you know, that investment, it's going to pay back tenfold. If I just do it. And my thing is anybody that's known me, I jump in both feet first because I'm, I'm more of a risk taker because I've been at the bottom. So I'm like, you know what? Worst case scenario, this bad idea, I hit rock bottom. I learn from the mistakes 
and I move forward. It's house money at that point. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And so with your, your, your evolution of, of the agent program and, and out here recruiting different people to join mm-hmm. the, the, the company is, I, I would say the common themes of what I've heard throughout the conference is really technology mm-hmm. and then communication is what I'm hearing from other agents. Mm-hmm. How are you selling those things to potential agents in the future? So I'm giving them a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the big thing where a lot of companies just, they, they misrepresent or don't understand it's not me who should decide their fate. It's everybody should have a voice. Uh, my company is flatlined. I have an ongoing joke. I tell people when they ask me, I'm the vice president of janitorial services. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here to do whatever it needs. I'll sweep the floors. Um, so now whenever we do projects in technology or marketing, we actually bring our agents in as case studies. And we say, who wants to volunteer and give us some some of their insight? We actually allow them to help us with our you know, next level items and say, okay, how should it flow? Giving them a voice made them a partner right there. Um, and the other thing is, it's just, you know, making sure the agents understand we train them on the education we're putting out. A lot of people think just putting modules out that they're just that they're doing their job. No, you have to explain what those modules mean and what it's going to do whenever you go to the next level. And that's what's made success. And so with, with obviously the, the success of your company and, and the pathway that you're moving towards, what are some things that, that are on the horizon for, for Armstrong that, that you're looking forward to the most? I know you guys shared some, some, you know, sort of a roadmap to success. Yeah. Um, what can you share with the, the audience of, of where you, where you're wanting to go with yeah. Armstrong? Absolutely. So LTL is our next big wave. We're really good at truckload. In fact, I think we are one of the best at it. Um, we've got intermodal, you know, we're really thinking about either do we buy an IMC or do we recreate the mode? Um, freight forwarding, air forwarding, that's something that's going to be exciting. Canada is open for us now. We're international and we're going to look at Mexico, um, look overseas, whatever we have to do. Um, something that I really want to focus on too is just how can I become the next level thing? Our technology is really good. Do I sit there and hand it out to the smaller brokers and lease it out? Do I become a technology company? I will sell people. I am no, no longer just a logistics company. I'm going to become a technology company because in order to survive, you have to play in the tech world. In order to survive, you have to play in digital media. And it's all technology. So that's where I'm going. I love it. So where can people follow you, follow more of your work? I know you're more active on LinkedIn yeah. now. Yeah, where can folks yeah. follow you? Yeah. So on LinkedIn, absolutely go to Armstrong Transport, follow our page. Um, we do, we're getting finally into the Twitter age or the Instagram age. Um, you know, just come to our website, visit us and don't be afraid to give us suggestions because Armstrong... I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show that I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, tech, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on FreightWaves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you. You can find them in the show notes or again over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. 
Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing, and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust and rely on folks like yourself that will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Bremley, and I will see you real soon. Thank you.